بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد أبدا سيدس It's interesting if you think today if I ask you to tell me what is the net worth of uh, Bill Gates or net worth of Jeff Bezos or net worth of uh, Elon Musk, right? You will tell me. So what will you tell me? Don't worry about the uh, exact number, but just tell me some. How would you describe? What's the, what's the net worth of uh, Jeff Bezos? What will you say? 100 something billion dollars? Okay. What about uh, Musk? 200 something, 263 actually, right? Or 263 billion and so on. What are we doing here? We are talking about the worth of a human being and we are expressing it in terms of dollars. Is that, is that how a human being should be judged or assessed? Why do I say that? Because when Islam came, Rasulullah changed the definition of net worth. We have this term in banking and financial management called HNE, high HNI, high net worth individual. Rasulullah changed the definition of high net worth individual from Abu Lahab to Abu Bakr Siddiq. High net worth individual definition got changed. How? Because net worth was not measured, was no longer measured. The measurement of net worth was changed from dirham and dinar to taqwa and albirwa taqwa. Piety and character. Taqwa, another definition of taqwa is character because taqwa is what? Taqwa is the fear of. of disobeying and displeasing Allah Jalla Jalaluhu which gets manifested in good character. Good character is a reflection of taqwa, right? This is what Rasulullah changed. Today if you think about it, down the road from where uh, Dr. Saad lives, uh, is the house, is a house called Monticello. It's a replica of the original Monticello which was the house of uh, Thomas Jefferson. This is built in Summers, Connecticut on a nine-acre uh, estate. was built for uh, at a cost of $7.7 .7 million. It's a replica of Monticello built here in Summers. It was built by one of the big Blake brothers who co-founded Friendly's Ice Cream. And he built it to celebrate his 100th birthday. So they built the house and he celebrated his 100th birthday. He died eventually at the age of 104. He never lived in that house. He just built the house to, ha to have a birthday party. He lives in a house next door. And between that house and this house is a huge red barn. In which is his Rolls Royce collection. He has 100 Rolls Royce cars. Among those Rolls Royce cars is 
the only rolls royce which was built outside of britain guess where in springfield during the war rolls royce had a factory here and they built rolls royce cars here in springfield and blake has one of those now if you think that is money then i will tell you from my city hyderabad the finance minister of the nizam is not i'm not talking about the king i'm talking about a minister finance minister of the nizam now fakhrul mulk bahadur he built a palace as a wager against his other friend who was the prime minister of the nizam vikharul mulk bahadur vikharul mulk bahadur built built falaknuma palace and fakhrul mulk bahadur built a palace called iram manzil that iram iram in in farsi means jannah iram manzil palace had 350 rooms all of them had louis 14 furniture huh eh? an average louis 14 chair costs today anything between 2500 to 5000 dollars one chair that palace had 350 rooms and it wasn't full of chairs it was full of all kind of things question is where is fakhrul mulk where is mr blake where is whoever and where are their things hmm so what good is that sayyidina ali bin abi talib radhiyallahu anhu he said a wonderful thing and uh, i must thank my dear friend jihad uh, akal for sending me this and this is from a lecture of uh, sheikh yusuf hamza sheikh uh, sayyidan ali radhiyallahu said what you eat he said life consists of six things he said all life has only six things what you eat what you drink what you wear what you smell what you ride and what you marry He said the highest, the best thing that you will eat is asal, honey, which is the vomit of bees. He said the highest and best thing you can drink is water, which every animal drinks. He said the highest and the best thing you will smell is musk, which is the secretion of a deer. He said, "The best thing you can wear is silk, which is the excretion of a worm." And he says, "The the highest thing that you can ride is a horse, beautiful horse." And he said, "Upon it, people are killed." And he said, "The highest, greatest joy of any marriage is the meeting of the two parts." that you urinate from so he said don't be very depressed if you lose any of that because what is it what did you really lose anyway <clears throat> i remind myself when you that the the secret of contentment the secret of happiness in life is to realize this to get this into your system understand this in the deepest part of your heart 
that whatever it is, it will go. People ask so many questions, you know, can I borrow money on interest to buy this, to buy that, to mortgage, buy a mortgage for my house, this, that. <clears throat> when they ask me, first of all, I tell them, look, I am not a mufti, I don't give fatwas. So I can tell you what so-and-so has said or so-and-so has said, that's a different thing. But my question is not there. My question is, no matter what you do, is it something you can take with you? If it is not something you can take with you, why even ask this question? What does it matter if I live in a rented house or, or I live in my own house all my life? Why does it matter? Because my house, my real house, and that also for a short period, <coughs> is a hole in the ground. And I'm saying short period because after maybe five years, three years, five years, seven years, whatever, they'll put somebody else inside there. So even that is not permanent. Even the khabar is not permanent, right? Now we go into the alam barzakh, we are not sitting there, but the point, point being that even that is not permanent. So what does it, why does it matter that whether I'm living in my own house or rented house or whatever? If I am getting that, if I am buying that at the expense of my akhira, which is mine, which I will go to, which will, nobody can take that from me. What is there is guaranteed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody can take that from me. Now, if I am going to give up that, to get something here which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which, which is against the orders of Allah, which is against the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu and then I have to leave it behind. I mean, how completely insane is that? It's beyond stupidity. I mean, there's, I, I, I don't even have the words to, to describe that. How incredibly insane that kind of a, that kind of a decision would be. Why would you do that? But this is the game that shaitan plays. The game that shaitan plays is very simple to understand. You know, if you may be looking at the most beautiful scenery, you may be looking at the most beautiful picture, you may be looking at anything, something, suddenly a small speck of dust falls in your eye. Now what happens? You forget the picture, you forget the scenery, you forget everything, you are looking now at this dust and trying to get this out. This is dunya. This is what shaitan does for us. We are looking at this beautiful Jannah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about, Rasulullah described and so on and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about the adab, may Allah protect us from his adab, right? All of this is there, but then shaitan puts this speck of dust in the eye, which is this dunya, something of this dunya. Whether it is money, whether it is women, whether it is name, fame, eh? for each one is a different one. Eh? It's not a, nobody, one very important thing, nobody but nobody is free from the traps of this dunya. Only the nature of the trap changes. Hmm? Those of you who go fishing, you know this, right? Bottom, bottom feeders, you have to use worms. If you are, if you are, if you are catching uh, predator fish, you have to use fish. So you, you, you first catch some herrings or something, and then you use that, and you, uh, you can't use a worm. For, so the end of the day for the fish is what? Hook in the throat, and in the pot after that. For the, the future of the fish doesn't change. Only the nature of the worm changes. Is, is, is this worm or that worm? So for somebody it is money. For somebody it is something else. For somebody it is, is name, fame, whatever. But the end is still the same. And may Allah protect us from that. 
And that's why I thought, let me share this with you and let us all ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalla We don't even know how long we have left in this world. Nobody knows. And age is not an indicator. It's not as if somebody is young, so therefore he has more life and somebody is old, he has less life. No. Absolutely no. It's not an indicator. There's nothing, you cannot guess. Nobody can guess how much. You don't know how much I have. I don't know how much you have. All we know is that there is a, a bell will ring. Yeah? There is a meeting. قُلْ يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ مَلَكُوا الْمَوْتِ الَّذِي وُكِّلَ بِكُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ تُرْجِعُونَ There is no change on that. You will be brought back to your Rabb. Jalla Jalla. Malakul Maut has been set for this. That is his job. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalla to give us the istihzar of this, to give us the awareness and the complete understanding of this in the deepest part of our heart. That we will meet Allah one day. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that day the best day of our lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us in a state when He is pleased with us, when we are doing something which He loves for us to do. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to call us when He is pleased with us. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover us with His mercy and to cover us with His lihaf with which He has covered us so that people do not see our faults and they don't see our mistakes and people respect us. We ask Allah never to remove this cover. Whatever is there with us, let it be between us and our Rabb Jalla Jalla, no third person involved. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us that which we ask forgiveness for, that which we have forgotten. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalla to open the doors of barakah and rahmah for us in this world and in the hereafter. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam in Jannatul Firdaus ala bi ghayri wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa alihi wa sallam in Jannatul Firdaus ala bi ghayri wa sallam in Jannatul Firdaus ala bi ghayri wa sallam